Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. Today, I am talking to Freya Thompson. Hi, hi. How are you, Freya? Hi, I am very good. Thank you, Richard. And yourself? Fantastic. Great. Good to good to see you and obviously hear you. Um, now, you're based in Palmy, Palmerston North, and your business sure is Absolute Fitness. Yeah. Cool, cool. Tell me a little bit. I know there's there's other bits of you that I want to, uh, particularly the kickboxing. That's something. Uh, before we go any further, you you've been a um, an NZ kickboxing champ. I have yes. Um, back back in the day, I did have three New Zealand titles, um, wow. and I competed in the black gloves team in the 2014 World Champs. Right. Cool. Excellent. Mm. Yeah, so martial arts has been quite a big part yeah. of my business yeah. for a wee while. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've got on your list Animal Lover. I can hear one in the background. <laughs> yeah, I think someone's just uh, tuned up home. So I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. a welcoming, welcoming committee. Um, that's right, yes. Uh, so, he's pretty interesting. He's a gym dog too. Yeah, so oh, cool. Yeah, nice. So tell us a bit more about Absolute Fitness. What um, what do you do there in Palmy? Okay, so um, I started off in a, a big box gym um, and was there for about eight years and um, got to a point where um, I really felt like I had to, or I really wanted to create the environment yeah. better to better support my clients. Um, so the majority of my clients are actually quite nervous of being in gyms. Um, yeah. They don't don't necessarily love exercise, or it's quite a new concept. Um, so being in a in a gym where there are lots of people around, it was it was almost like a sensory overload. Um, right. So I uh, created um, uh, my private studio. Yeah. Um, so it's I converted a shed um, that's on my lifestyle property. Um, and yeah, so created, created the environment so far enough out of town that people feel like they're actually having a break from town and can switch nice. off, um, but not too far away that I'm, I'm out in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the majority of my business is just, just helping people learn to enjoy movements, um, be able to move without pain, um, and just generally feel better about themselves physically and um, have the confidence to to carry that on outside and, and achieve things they they thought they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, love it. Good. So that big box, <clears throat> that big box gym that you talked about, was that um, obviously eight years is a de decent amount of time. Was that where you um, kind of do you feel like you developed skills and and improved your um, your abilities in in those years, those early years in particular, was that that was there support there to help all of that sort of thing? Yeah, yes. Um, so it was the university gym that I um, studied out of. Um, so it right. just it was just a coincidence that they were looking for personal trainers just as I finished my degree. Yeah. Um, and. 
So I was one of two trainers um, and we had all the support in the world. Um, the fitness manager was excellent. Um, he made sure that we were involved in discussions about what the gym was doing and asked us what we were willing to put forward. Um, they had programs in place to try to encourage people to use us personal trainers. It would also um, pay us to do things like fitness testing for their members. So they gave us all the support in the world. Um, and from there, it was up to us to make the most of it. Yep. Um, and yeah, so it was, it kind of gave me a, a space where I could um, build my confidence. I had someone that I could go and ask questions to. Yeah, um, yeah and it was, it was excellent. So I was able to, to build my client base from there. Brilliant, brilliant. Sounds like the right environment to start off in for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it was. Um, I think if I'd gone and tried to do something all on my own right from the start, I wouldn't have known where to start. Yeah. Um, or where to go and get clients from. And um, yeah, you know, like I, I wouldn't have had um, kind of a support structure in place. So yeah, it was yeah. great. And I, I still communicate to that gym. Um, and, and pop in there now and then and um, catch up with them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant. And um, so did some of those clients come with you as you moved and, and, and did your own thing? Yeah, um, about, I'd say 90% um, of people did did follow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm also four minutes down the road. So okay. um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big, you know, move to the other side of town. Thing um, most of my uh, most of my clients were uh, Massey staff, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, being four minutes down the road from Massey, they literally get in their car and travel and, and they're there. So it really wasn't a, a big um, a big big move for some, for some people. It was um, for some people they really felt like I'm way out in the whops yeah. um, that extra that extra little drive. Um, mm. But at the same time, it was those were people that I probably didn't connect with that well, and they were just coming to me because I was the personal trainer in, yep. in the gym that they were going to. Yeah. So yeah. the people I connected with did, did come with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all about that connection, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, so uh, yoga as well. So the, obviously the, the kickboxing is is something that you sort of brought with you into, into this role. But um, I noticed that yoga is a, 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 an important part of your offering. What's the yeah. what's behind that in terms of they seem poles apart, but perhaps that's an, the idea. It it is in a way. Um, yeah. So I only started yoga when I uh, gave up kickboxing. Right. Um, my body was really broken. Everything hurts. Um, and looking back now, like that was um, six years ago. Um, looking back now. And what I've, what I've learned is I was definitely in adrenal fatigue. Um, I had injuries that I didn't even know um, that were being masked from all the adrenaline just surging. Yeah. Um, and I was just so burnt out. Um, so um, I just happened to, I just really felt like I needed a break and took off to um, Southeast Asia. As people um and ended up at a yoga retreat where mm. I spent 10 days um and it was the first time in a long time that I actually felt good um it took me quite a, a while to wind down um yeah. and I I guess I just 
had there was the instructor that was there was was excellent for me she gave me challenges um, so I felt motivated to do it and I, I learned to enjoy that um, in the past I tried yoga and it just it, it hadn't challenged me enough and I was saying do the stretch and my wife can already do it so why am yeah. I here um, so yeah I just I guess I just had a, a great instructor um, and, and kind of built from there um, I didn't didn't get into it as a as a means to build a part of the business, but um, I was doing my own practice and then my clients were asking for that service. Um, mm -hmm. And so I just started doing a little bit. Um, and it, yeah, and then as I realized that it was a service that could really help my members, um, yeah, took, took it further. Um, so now I run uh, two classes at my studio, which have online offerings as well. So. Yeah. It took COVID to realize I could actually put a camera facing me and, and stream it to people. Well, that yeah. come. Yeah. Um, and I teach three classes at the army now as well. Ah, okay. Are they nearby? Yep. So, um, if you think, uh, so where Massey is, and then where the army camp is, I'm directly in the middle. Oh, right. So, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. So, you've obviously got some connections in there as well. Did they come to you? Um, so I got the army gig mostly because they, um, you know, I was working at the closest gym. Um, yeah. So someone went down there and was like, do you know a yoga teacher? And they were like, yeah, PT teaches yoga. Yeah. Um, so I went out for a trial and um, that was about four years ago. And then I've, I've been there ever since. Outstanding. Um, Outstanding. Yeah. So yeah. Out. yeah. 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 Brilliant. Um, and did, so it sounds like it was a bit of a, a yin to your, a, your, your yang to your yin in terms of um, balancing out the, the body and the injuries and um, yeah. just restoring some of that equilibrium again back in your body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's really helped my, uh, my sporting endeavours since then, um, just having that understanding of the body and yeah. just learning to tune in and listen um, has been major rather than, um, you know, the old kickboxing mindset where it's like, you're meant to feel pain and it's good to feel pain. I mean, you're working hard enough. Um, so yeah. actually learning to stop and listen to that. And it's, yeah. I think that's been why I've been able to go on and achieve stuff in other sports as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, is one of those other sports uh, triathlon by any chance? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, look, I've, I've always had this thing that if it doesn't scare you, it's probably not a big enough goal <laughs> to motivate you. So, um, you know, rather than just saying triathlon, um, I went and entered an Iron Man. Yes. Um, as you do. Of course, and, yeah, everybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a, just a casual trip around the block. Yeah. Um, but I really, I really valued yoga to get me through that as right. well because i think if i hadn't been doing that that yeah. my recovery just wouldn't have been um enough to um get me through the amount of training you have to do right um and also just during the events because i'd learned to calm my mind down rather than having to always be thinking i could sit on a bike for seven hours um oh, and yeah. just kind of like go with it and appreciate yeah. everything rather than being like, there's the road, there's the road, there's the road. You're yeah. able to just stop in and appreciate all the little bits. Yeah. Nice. Clever. Very clever. 
Um, mm. What was that about? Was that a challenge for you? Was that a personal thing that you needed to tick off or something else? Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard about Ironman when my, uh, it was my PE teacher in seventh mm. form, she was training for it. Mm. Um, and I was just really interested by it and intrigued. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what, are the, what an accomplishment. Um, and so I'd always kind of been in the back. I was like, wow, I'd love to, love to achieve that. Like, look how passionate she is. And she's so driven. And, um, and it wasn't until um, I started getting um, business coaching and, and coaching through, um, it was when it was still the Kaizen Institute. Right. Um, uh, it was actually Angela that was like, well, is, is there a goal that you had not achieved? Mm. Not about business, but what have you not achieved? And I was like, actually, there, was, there is this little goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just never been the right time. And, you know, I started coming up with excuses, as you do. Yep. And she was like, look, if anyone can achieve this and put their mind to it, it's probably you. So <laughs> let's do it. And, yeah, so did it. How, yeah. how right she was. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So that was Taupo. Is that right? Yes, yep, yep, uh, Taupo 2020, so yep. two weeks later we were in lockdown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're really lucky to um, mm. that, that we did here because that was a lot of training to have gone to waste if we couldn't yes. do it. Jeez, yeah. that would have been frustrating if it was the other way around. Yep. So yep. Um, obviously you're an animal lover. You've got the lifestyle block there with the, the, the work, you know, barn so close that it's a nice, easy commute. Um, yep. How much of your time is spent in that sort of space where you're looking with it, looking after the animals? Because you're into horses as well, is that right? Yes, yep, yeah. yep. Um, so I've currently got three horses, um, which yeah. is a, a big downsize to this time last year where I had six. Right. Um, uh, in the past, I've, I've spent a lot more time with them. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they are... A, a, a hobby that does take a lot of time and they, they do need a lot of care. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've now, I feel like now I've got a good number and not only one that I ride, um, that it can really balance quite nicely. Um, mm. I've got a great horse that I only need to ride, you know, I can ride her once a week and she's still safe as houses. So um, certainly a lot more manageable now. Mm. Um, I probably spend more time putting the goats back in the paddock that they are meant to be in than <laughs> dealing with the horses. So, yeah. They're like the naughty children. <laughs> yes. Um, as much as my gym members think it's hilarious when yeah. the goats come in during some classes, um, I find it less funny, but um, it's so fun. <laughs> I, um, I stumbled across a photo, actually, now you mention it. Um, I think it's on your website. There's a view looking out of your doors towards where people park their cars, and there's a goat walking straight past the door. It's classic. Yeah, yeah that would that would be one of mine. That had yeah. to be in there, right? <laughs> Brilliant. One of the other things I thought would would be really interesting because I'm I'm a bit of a novice in this space is the whole veganism and and you know eating um, a vegan diet, particularly when you're you know a high performance athlete where um, I'm assuming you were when you were kickboxing and, and obviously when you were doing Ironman. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about, um, I guess, why that's something, the path that you've chosen um, and sort of your learning in that, that space and then applying it to, you know, a, a high performance 
um, environment, sport? Sure. Um, so I guess it's it's so normal for me to be vegan. Like yeah. I don't I don't know any other way. Um, yeah. I went vegetarian at the age of ten, yeah. um, and then went vegan at thirteen. Yeah. Um, and so back back at that age, I was a competitive swimmer, um, and uh, although I didn't go vegetarian and vegan. Um, as a, a sport performance reason, um, it wasn't until I, I made that change that I started really accomplishing um, some good personal best times. Oh. Um, that's when I started to medal quite frequently um, and was able to qualify for um, you know the the bigger events. Um, yeah. So it was a very very yeah um, natural I guess thing me to do now um and it's so it was it was purely a, a weight loss thing when i was that okay. age um yep. and, and you know, it, it did help um i was a big kid and um i would consider myself not a big person by any means now mm. um yeah, but it's it's only been in probably the last five years or so that i've looked into it um for the for the health benefits and i guess right. it's I didn't go looking for the information, but the information's in your face now. Mm. Um, and I've, I've also seen the change in people that um, have been unhealthy or have been unwell. Um, and when they've started following more of a plant-based diet, the, the results that they've been able to achieve. Um, mm. So I, I really do strongly believe there's there's some benefit yeah. to it yeah um it's it's not something that i i push on people mm. um but at the same time if, if people start that conversation i'm really happy to discuss it with them and have and have the information there um mm. if people do want to venture down that pathway yeah um and like I, i've certainly made clients because they they know i'm a vegan and um, they've heard about it through other people and, and they've felt that they've been pressured by other trainers or other coaches and um, be like well what if you just ate a little bit of chicken <laughs> i don't want to eat any chicken um, so i've certainly made clients um because they they feel safe to say i actually don't want to eat animals and i'm like yeah cool yeah awesome yeah yeah, yeah. and um and was it easy to 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 then up your performance in terms of let's let's use the the iron man as an example um, obviously, you know, you're, you're putting a lot of the body under a lot more stress. The body will probably need more protein because you're breaking down more muscle. Um, was it easy? I guess you'd been vegan for a while when you'd got to that stage. Was, was it pretty easy to then go, okay, this translates just as easily into high performance? Yeah, I think it yep. was. Um, you know, like typically I was just increasing the portions of, of the food that I was already having. Right. Um, but just being a little bit stricter on myself about um, things like making sure I, I do have a, a protein shake available okay. um, and not letting myself get to the point where I was hungry. Yep. Um, but, you know, it was, again, it was it was just quite natural. Um, mm. Like, yes, I, I did lose a, a bit of weight with all the amount of training, but I think most people would. Yeah, um, yeah. strong um you dropped out for a split second there um but i think i got i think i got the gist my um my internet let me down for a moment there 
Um, uh, you talked about increasing your portions and um, making sure you didn't get hungry, but you had lost a little bit of body weight, which I guess, as you say, is fairly normal. What was was there anything after that? Uh, no, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Okay, good, good. Um, <clears throat> Now, one of the, the other things I found interesting was, and I, I know we've we've talked about this um, in some of the the um, education sessions that we've been in together, but um, you do some work, um, sort of non-traditional work for our industry with um, at-risk kids, but you also um, you have an event coming up in August eight, August eighteenth, and we can do a link to that in the in the show notes, which is all about. Uh, confidence through crisis and do those are those sort of things all linked in terms of some of that other work that you do yeah it's um it's something i've kind of uh just i guess fall, fallen into is not the right um way because right. i think if you've got the uh the approach that people feel safe around you then then you're going to um attract those those kind of members um yeah. But yeah, so one of one of my clients is a counsellor and works with um, abused uh, children, yeah. um, and she asked me to create a program um, where they build their self esteem, they get some positive reinforcement, um, and they get to to move um, and exercise. Um, so we started doing that, um, and she mentioned that. They were finding it really useful. They were seeing the children outside of that kind of um, classroom approach that they, mm. they had the, the other sessions with those children and actually seeing how they think and interact with each other. Um, and it's, it's expanded from there. So now they also do team building with their parent or their supervisor. Yeah. Um, and again, they've, they've said it's um, just massively helpful because then they can actually see how to help the parent um uh yeah and and then connect um so that that's been great and then i guess from there i've got really interested in how you can use exercise and movement as a way to help someone's uh, mental health um and you know we talk about mind and body and that mind body link so much Mm. and i've always done so much with the body and not really connected it to the mind mm. um, and that that's partly what this um, the event is in August is I've got a um, motivational speaker who specializes in mental health and um, wellness yeah. Yeah. so he's mind stuff yeah and then he's asked me to help him with his programs to do more body work cool. um, so we're, we're linking our, our specialties together yeah. um, to really to really build that mind-body connection um so this this particular event is about helping people um find their way and and um, have a process in place or if they are going through a crisis or if a crisis does happen change it or how to have the confidence to create those changes in their current lifestyle um yes it's going to be really good i'm excited about it yeah, fantastic. It sounds like uh, something that um, people could really get get stuck into. I'll, I'll make sure there's a link to that event for probably mostly locals. But um, yeah, interesting work. And is, is that something that you want to keep pursuing? Do you want to to grow that part of the business? Oh, look, I, I think one of um, 
the best things I find about personal training is when people have mentioned that I've really helped them not just feel better or, or lose weight physically, but when they're like, you've actually helped me change my life. Yeah. Um, and that has to be so much more than just a physical change. Yeah. Um, it's got to be that that mind connection with it. Um, and it's it's just the best feeling when you help someone with that. So absolutely, if I can keep building that that part of my business, then I'd, I'd love to. Excellent. Well, good on you. Very rewarding work by the sounds. Um, some of the things that I like to ask my guests here is uh, you know some of their tips some of the things that they think are you know useful tips for people to be successful in this industry what um, we've covered some of this in terms of you know the the, the time spent in in the big box gym um, learning your craft all that sort of stuff any other gems any sort of things that you've come across over the years that you sort of thought that stood me a good stead that's helped me that person or that thing what, what sort of, uh, what, what would you put in that basket there? Um, I think uh, just really being genuine with yourself. Um, part of personal training do you love and focus on that? Because mm. if you're really good and really passionate then you will attract the kind of clients that you also want to work with yeah yeah actually i'm, I'm not going to train you because you don't connect uh not connect but i don't resonate with you well and here's yeah. and here's another great personal trainer that i think you're going to do better yeah. with yeah yeah um, because again when you we work with people that uh, You know, you can't you can't help everyone, but you can certainly help and be the best personal training you can be to to the few. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Oh, I'm, I'm, internet's just jumping in and out a little bit there for us. Sorry, you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I like that. And and um, have you ever had those situations where you've actually had to say that? You know, look, I don't think this is the right place for you and and have those those difficult conversations. And has that probably been a good outcome? Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, uh, particularly, again, going back to when I was working at a, a big gym, um, mm. I've been one of two trainers. I'd get people come in and they were looking at doing bodybuilding or powerlifting or they were, yeah, just they had goals that I'm not passionate about myself. Right. Um, and I just didn't feel like I was the right person to be working with them. Yeah. Um, but also, I get, you know, like through networking and talking to lots of other trainers and going to things like um, the PT council meetings, you know, you, you learn the, the people that you can uh, refer on to. Yeah. Um, trainers realize that you're not a threat to them they don't need to you know feel feel threatened by me and and in return if, if they feel like there's you know when I've had people come to me from them they they know it hasn't been out of spite or or anything like that those those people just 
felt like they needed a change as well. Yeah, yeah. And has that been good for business in terms of, you know, if you're strict about the things that you do do and the things that you don't do, does that actually make things better, do you think? I think absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, looking back to when I was um, a new PT and, and trying to do a little bit of everything, um, mm. Yeah, looking, looking back at the quality of it and um, the processes and you're spreading yourself so thin, trying yeah. to create um, processes for lots of different styles of personal training, um, whereas now it's it's a lot more set. If you want to be a client of mine, you go through this process, this is what it looks yeah. like, um, and this is what I, this is what sessions are like with me. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's, it creates a bit more harmony within a busy life and, and work schedule. Um, and it, again, it just, it, it builds the business because people hear of you doing this particular thing yes. um, and, and doing it really well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that people could be afraid of because when you do start, you need to kind of do a bit of everything because you don't know what it is you do, you know, what you're passionate about and what you're not so passionate about. Well, and when you've kind of yeah, narrowed yeah, that down, yeah, yeah, when you've narrowed that down, um, it's very easy to say yes. It's clearer when you're going to say yes and when you're going to say no. And it feels like, you know, I'm turning money away. I'm turning clients away. But, you know, it's interesting. You, you, your answer to that last question is actually it is better because everybody sees the thing that you do and therefore that's what you get known for. And so you, you, you're automatically creating your yes. niche. Um, so sometimes those no's can, yep. be, can be better for business than the yeses. Yeah. And, and, and saying no leaves you open to say yes to other people. Yes. Um, particularly once you've you know, built up a, enough of a client base. Yeah. Um, if, if you're saying yes to everyone, then all of a sudden you've got someone who has an amazing story and you're super passionate and you want to help and you're like, oh, I'm there in the morning. <laughs> you know, so you yeah. can... Um, you know, it leaves, leaves me open to, to say yes to the yeah. people that I, I do connect really well with and, and really want to help. Yeah, I love that. That's really, uh, it's smart. It makes, makes, makes sense and it's smart business. It's, it's, it's the right way to go, I think. Um, no, it's brilliant. I've, I've uh, really enjoyed uh, chatting through some of that stuff. It feels like um, we've covered a lot of ground in a short space of time. Any other any other final tips or pearls of wisdom before we uh, before we sign off? Oh, pearls of wisdom. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Oh, hey, be be yourself, but also um, connect with others. Yeah. I think um, personal training can, you know, if, if you let it become a bit of a lonely environment. Um, so connect with all the personal trainers. Go to meetings. Go to events. And then find your little your group of net, you know PTs that you want to network that you can build off, um, get ideas, keep fresh, and stay really motivated that way as well. Like it, yeah. No, that's really good. Great note to end on. Well, thanks so much for your time, Freya. It's been really good chatting, and I will hopefully catch you next time. Awesome. Thanks so much, cool. Rich. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.